Your source at the intersection of culture and technology with your host, Sal DeGuardia. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome, friends. This is the Crypto Radio Network. My name is Sal DeGuardia. I'm Matt Mazzaparo. And I'm Evan Mann. Good to be with you, folks. So excited to bring you content that we're broadcasting from uh, really all over the United States. This is kind of fun. I'll start. I'm broadcasting from San Diego NFT Con in beautiful San Diego, California. Who wants to go? Who wants to go next? Matt's looking at me. <laughs> we're, we're broadcasting in different places, my friends. We're we're on opposite coasts. I'm in Miami. Bienvenido a Miami for Bitcoin 2022. Where are you, Matt? I am somewhere in the metaverse, though I will say that I'm a little jealous that uh, Sal's in San Diego and Evan, you're down in Miami, uh, two cities that I absolutely love to visit. So, yeah, is it cold uh, in your corner of the metaverse, bro? It was snowing this morning, actually, in my metaverse. So um, oh, chilly. Uh, that's another reason I'm a, a little jealous about being in a warmer weather. I want to do a quick uh, round robin with the three of us just to give folks an understanding of who are we? Why are we even here? Why, do, why, why should you listen to us and what we're going to be talking about? Uh, and I'd love for you to kick us off, Evan, with a little bit of an intro and then uh, just to share what it is that we're doing here on Crypto Radio Network. My name is Evan Mann. I'm a storyteller and an artist in the medium of communication, which means I trained as an actor and then spent a lot of time learning through work and academic study, the best ways to listen and share with people so that we can connect and understand each other, make meaning together. And I am a co-founder. I am an educator in the Web3 space, which means I'm interested in all things cryptocurrency, NFTs, and especially in helping regular people who may not be investors or super technical understand what this technology is, why it matters, and how they individually can leverage it. And that's exactly what we're doing right here on the show. We are educating, we are entertaining, we are all of the above, and we're here with you to answer your questions, to hold your hand, and if you've been engaged in Web3 for a while, to just have a great time together as we all learn and grow in crypto. So good. Matt Mazzaferro, affectionately, I call Matt Maz. I just think it's one of the coolest nicknames on the planet. Uh, Do me a favor, tell our audience a little bit about yourself and why Web3 matters to you. Absolutely. Uh, Sal, Evan, uh, as always, it's a pleasure to be here with you, at least in the metaverse virtually while we're doing this. But um, so I'm Matt Mazzaferro and um, I am a career brand marketer. I've spent my entire career working for major corporations, global corporations, building and driving and launching new brands successfully. So taking something new, bringing it to the world, introducing it making those emotional connections with consumers so they understand what our brand stands for, why are we different, and why should they care. Um, And so, you know, now I work in a venture capital department within a major corporation doing the exact same thing, helping entrepreneurial organizations to grow and scale their businesses. So I, uh, I'm an expert when it comes to brand marketing and building brands. And, you know, about a year ago, I was exposed to the metaverse and 
Web3 and crypto and NFTs for the very first time. And it awoke a passion inside of me that I didn't even know was there. And I've spent the last year um, going very deep into the space. Um, and it's really transformed my life. And we'll get to that later. We can talk more about what it's done for me uh, personally. But right. um, I'm here because I want to bring other people into the space, just like Evan said, educate, hold hands, bring them into the space, and let them understand the power of the metaverse, the power of Web3, and how transformative it can be, not only from a personal standpoint, sometimes financially, sometimes professionally, really is about bringing more people into the space, helping them change their lives as this space has changed mine. Whoa. So great to Whoa. hear the perspective from both of you. Yeah. Sal, you've got to follow that, man, that altruistic, all-loving perspective. I know, right? And the, the great, the, here's the punchline is, I know you're going to, uh, I, I, like Matt said, I have to say, I'm so honored every day when I hear you both speak to share the space with you both. So not not to step in your introductions, Sal, but just, Matt, I love you, man. You're, you're, yeah. I'm honored to share the space with you both. 100% the same, Evan. Very much the same. My name is Sal DeGuardia. I am a media personality, so this is what I do. And it's not what I've always done, but it is where I started my career as a young man a few weeks ago. More than a few weeks ago is when I started my broadcast career. Back in 1995, when the world was just finding out about the internet and the World Wide Web, and uh, what those little dub-dub-dubs meant, and what I found coming to this space in NFTs, crypto, the metaverse, all those things that make up Web3 a year ago, was that same kind of wonderment and excitement and oh my gosh how do we how do we connect at a higher level and that's the part that i got really excited about it started for me with an application called clubhouse oh yes yeah there were many 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 and still are many nights days hours that have been taken up with conversations with people in different communities whether it's different nft projects that people have bought into or whether it's uh, just communities of people that are into cryptocurrency and into uh, different sectors of the metaverse and um, building out you know, different playgrounds in the metaverse and in alternate reality or virtual reality. And, um, and I found in, in these spaces a, connect, a connection that was it, it is, it's like rekindling that whole feeling of what was going on from like 95 to 2000 when uh, the dot-com boom was happening. That's what I really discovered about a year ago through apps like Clubhouse and now Twitter Spaces with what they've done to include audio into that platform. It's just a different level of connection and it's, a, it's just a new experience. And now it's, it's trying to figure out like, how do we all take the stuff that we know how to do, the stuff that's in our wheelhouse or in our toolbox, and apply it in this new exciting technology of Web3. So in all things blockchain, cryptocurrency, NFTs, metaverse. And what I discovered is for me, it's it's the gift of gab, right? It's the, it's the talk radio thing and that's why we're here. And so what my goal is, uh, as Matt and Evan already so eloquently stated, is just to really help give you a little bit of entertainment, a little bit of education, and help you uh, ease your way into whichever corner of Web3 you want to jump into or all, all three and all of the above, whether that's a little bit of crypto or uh, which is still going to be a part of it anyway. If you do get into NFTs or metaverse, crypto's involved in that. And it's not so much about 
the money. It's not so much about the financial piece of it. For me, it's all these technologies that that live on the blockchain. And that's what we're going to be talking about is how do we expand our knowledge about what do these different technologies do and what's coming down the pipe. So that's kind of where I wanted to shift the conversation. Can you maybe um, help us out? Who wants to take it, Evan or Matt, with what really the main difference is between like those early days of the dot-com boom and where we're at now with Web3, what the big comparison would be? I'll give you a springboard, Matt. I want to hear what you think about this. Our current internet is a place where you can go to see lots of things and to do lots of things, but you don't own much of the stuff there. Even your username and password is really held by somebody else. That's why if you forget your Facebook password, you can reset it because they're holding the key to it. But Web3 is more about ownership. Not only will you hold your own keys and your own data, but you'll profit from it potentially. What do you think about that, Matt? Yeah, I, I agree with you wholeheartedly. I really want to dive deep in on this topic. Um, but from my perspective, there's so much to unpack in what you just said. I know you just said it at a really high level in terms of ownership. So much to unpack and we'll get there and we'll, we'll guide you through this space. Because for me, Web 3.0 is opportunity. There's a lot of opportunity. And uh, I'll, I'll talk a bit more about that later, what I mean by opportunity. But um, for me, that's the power of Web3. Sal, how about you? At a high level, what I try to tell people on the front end is, you know, Web1 was like, you type in www and you go to a website. Ta-da, that's it. Web3, we've kind of advanced past, you know, the Facebooks and the, and the Instagrams jumping into the, into the world starting to log into websites and services with username and password, right? With email address and password. And now Web3 really gives us the ability to seamlessly connect with a Web3 wallet like MetaMask um, and connect to different services and be able to make purchases and do all of those things um, in a protected, secure way that doesn't give away our personal information. That's the, the part that I really love but everything is stamped on the blockchain. So this is where it gets a little bit tough and that's why I don't want to go super deep, um, right, with how technical we get on this one. But the the Web3 wallet, I mean, that's it, it is the magic of what we're talking about and that relates to everything. Cryptocurrency, NFTs, the metaverse, all of those things that we're going to be talking about and we'll dive deeper, but we're also going to talk to some of our friends here at San Diego NFT Con. And uh, yeah, we've got a couple of people that we'd like to check in with introduce you to some folks that we like an awful lot we trust and respect them on the crypto radio network it's real radio for the metaverse your voice in the metaverse the crypto radio network this is Real Radio for the Metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. My name is Sal DeGuardia. My name is Matt Maz. So glad to have you with us. We are live once again on location, Matthew. Well, you're live on location. I'm somewhere in the metaverse. Somewhere in the metaverse. Very mysterious. Uh, we're actually at San Diego NFT Con. This is the first one that they've done down here, and I have to tell you, it's fantastic. The venue is beautiful. This is a nice, intimate convention, by the way. So we just did Miami last week. That was like 4,000 people that rolled through uh, to hang out with us and to see us. But this week, there's maybe 1,000. 
just under something like that. It's a nice, intimate, uh, yeah, couple days. Absolutely gorgeous weather, by the way. Uh, we got here the first day. It was it was actually a little warm, and the last uh, yeah, the last. 24 hours or so, it cooled off quite a bit. So it's absolutely gorgeous. We're right across the street from Petco Park. Uh, pedal for... I forget what it's exactly called. Do you guys remember the uh, the the bike race that they had yesterday? It was Pedal for a Cause. Pedal for a Cause, I think is what it was. They had a big outdoor party um, right out at, uh, outside of Petco Park last night. It was amazing. There's a lot going on here. Lots of after parties, lots of nightlife. It's fantastic. But I want to, without any further ado, I want to um, switch over to meet some of the folks that are here at San Diego NFT Con. And uh, Matt, just give you a little bit more FOMO today. Fear of missing out. I was going to say, everything you just described is giving me massive FOMO. With us today are Tom and Katie from, right? Yeah. Did I get that right so far? Yeah, Tom and Katie. From Jet Token? Jet Token. What is Jet Token, my man? So Jet Token is a bsc uh, cryptocurrency and we're led by actual pilots blockchain experts and strong community web community members uh we actually are basically the expedia.com for crypto and our website our dap is going to launch in just a couple of weeks here we're going to be live we already launched our token in november nice uh, the use case is coming out though finally uh, you're going to be able to book flights with your wallet uh, log in right there and get a flight, get a hotel, get a car, get you know concierge service, VIP service, any number of things. Uh, along with that, it's going to come a point system. So you're going to be able to use your points across the board uh, with your jet token points so that you don't have to pick one airline to go with. You can pick all anything that's on our website. So booking on the blockchain. Booking on the blockchain. That's so cool. So connecting like your MetaMask wallet to the site and then from there, the sky's yeah. literally, the sky's the limit. Literally. That's and awesome. Yeah, we don't stop there. So we're going to get those transactions knocked out on the in real life use case scenario. So you're going to be able to fly, travel, how, however, and then under the Web3, into the metaverse. So bookings in the metaverse might be coming up, uh, you know, any number of things with that. So just an idea you might have a stadium in the metaverse that you might want to buy a ticket for an event in that stadium so that's something that's something to be you guys looking at yeah. looking ahead to that Down a little bit yeah nice also we're at nft con right po apps for your flights nfts that are you know some type of point system with your flights that's coming we haven't decided what it's going to exactly be yet but that's coming very cool katie what do you what do you and tom do for jet token uh, we're actually their pr representatives so awesome we're fortunate enough to get to come here and meet people like you and all these awesome artists and projects and share what we got going on too so this was exciting. totally like happenstance right like because yeah. i didn't get a chance we've been so busy this weekend i helped volunteer too we were putting badges together yesterday uh like an hour into the registration we were still trying to get you know swag bags put together and, and whatnot but we happened to bump into each other this morning and i couldn't be more thrilled so this yeah has been awesome it's been really Appreciate cool that. to meet you guys and to jam jam a little bit today so for sure so you were talking about being the expedia for crypto what uh what crypto do you guys accept either now or what do you plan on accepting in the future i think everyone knows about bitcoin and ethereum things like that but what are the coins that you're going to accept so any major crypto like btc eth Mostly 
uh, you know, anything from the Binance blockchains. You got like USDT, Binance, you know, RBSC token. So we're going to have a, a very, uh, a lot of different various forms of crypto that's going to be accepted through that dApp. You're also going to be able to use, you're still going to be able to use, you know, a fiat form to pay, whether it's a credit card or maybe debit card as well. So it's, it's across the board. So you're making it super flexible. Yeah, very the only one that's real hard to deal with is that wrapped ether, right? But uh, other than that, man, I think it's pretty much covered. So it, interesting that you brought up uh, fiat, because I don't know. Have we covered it yet, Matt? Have we talked about it? No, no, not yet. Do you want to take not this yet. one? With our, uh, we've got our remaining like three minutes here. But Matt, do you want to take uh, fiat? You want to take a crack at that? Yeah, I mean, fiat at the highest level is the currency that you use currently. Um, whether it's you know the dollar, or you know, it, it, it depends on what country that you live in, um, because fiat really depends on, you know, you could be in the in Canada and use their currency or whatever country your local currency is. But when you think about when you buy anything right now with your credit card, um, that's what we degens. And I just threw another term oh out there goodness. that we'll cover. DJ How dare you? Um, that's what yeah, that's, that's what we mean. call just regular currency, right? Regular Earth currency is is fiat. Um, and so when you hear that and you hear us talk about conversion between cryptocurrency and fiat, it's really the the conversion between because you know I'm here in the U.S., the United States. It's the uh, it's the conversion between the dollar and whatever cryptocurrency we're doing. Cool. So that was easy. Yeah, super easy. What's a DAP, Tom? Help me with that one. It's a base DAP's decentralized application. So a DAP is something that is a, basically the same as an application, but you connect it to your DeFi wallet. And you're able to use the tokens that are in that DeFi wallet to transact on that decentralized application. Ethereum, Bitcoin, yeah. SHIB. Yeah. Good stuff. DeFi wallet, decentralized financial wallet. So there you go. Nice. Thank you guys for helping us out. With so, that. Yeah. so Katie. Yes. Sorry, Sal. Uh, Katie, really quick question for you. Um, for those that um, are not currently in the crypto space, doesn't don't have a digital wallet, whatever it might be, what are some of the advantages of getting into this space and utilizing Jet Token to book um, any travel plans that they have? Um, I mean, for me, coming in, I. I think that the community is the best aspect as far as even coming into the crypto space. And uh, with Jet Token, it kind of opens you up across the board as far as what crypto has to offer and how you're able to apply that to you know your everyday life. Um, booking a trip, a lot of people travel for business or whatever you need to do, you're able to do that through Jet Token. Um, and yeah, I, I just, uh, I believe in it. Well, thank you guys so much for spending a few minutes with us. I know you're busy. I know there's people down there that you probably need to shake hands and kiss babies and, you know, get more people interested in Jet Token. But uh, really quick, with within 20 seconds, like how do we find Jet Token? What's the website? JetToken.org. Perfect. Check out our Jet Token exchange. We're at exchange.jettoken.net. We have another app, another dApp. It's a centralized dApp switch currency around bitcoin ethereum whatever you need we'll send it out to your wallet whatever token we're gonna do this uh we're gonna take a quick break we're gonna come right back with some of our friends in the web3 space that we'd love to introduce you to don't go anywhere it's crypto radio network
From board apes to Bitcoin, this is the Crypto Radio Network. Your voice in the metaverse, this is the Crypto Radio Network. My name is Sal DiGuardia. And I'm Matt Mazzaferro. How's it going, Matt? Not too bad. How's uh, everything out there in San Diego? Living it up, man. This has been an amazing two days out here. Of course, we were in Miami last week. This week, we're live in San Diego for San Diego NFT Con. The first one of its kind here uh, in a really nice venue at it's 808 J Street. If you uh, know the San Diego area or if you ever visit uh, and you want to see a really cool spot to hold an event, this is the, this is one of them. This has been a, a really, really nice, uh, just a nice space for everybody to connect. And um, speaking of connecting, and I'm sad to do this because you're not here, but virtually we're going to do it. Uh, some of our really good friends from an, an NFT project that we all got involved with called VFriends, where we all met and uh, started collaborating and just finding out a little bit more about each other and supporting each other. We're going to talk a little bit about what each of you are doing in the Web3 space today. Uh, but three powerhouse women of Web3. Let's go ahead and start uh, with you, Esther. Then we'll go around the table and everybody introduce yourselves. Uh, and then we'll, we'll jump into some, uh, some discussion here in a second. Awesome. Hi, guys. I'm so excited to be here. Oh, my God, with the wonderful Sal and Matt. Um, thank you guys for having us. My name is Esther, also known as Isteria on Web3. I am the creatrix of the Witchy Bits Project. Awesome. Yeah, I'm so happy to be here, too. Thank you so much. Um, my name is Valerie. My handle on Twitter is at VDizzle777. And I'm the founder of San Diego NFT Friends, and I hold monthly meetups. So if you're in the area, come reach out to me. Hi there. Yeah, it's so great to be able to meet you here. It's Alan Person, and uh, see you, Matt. Um, this is Rachel. Um, online, you can find me as HyperZen or HyperZenGirl uh, on Twitter and Discord. Uh, what I've been doing is some educational stuff, uh, writing articles, as well as a small personal project um, that gives you NFTs and 10 hours of content each one. So working up to that 50 hours of research. Amazing. And educating along the way. Um, Valerie, I want to start with you. You you have done a lot already. In How long have you been messing around in the Web3 space, NFTs, crypto? It will be a year, May 4th. So coming up on my year. You know the day, the exact day that you started? Oh, yeah. It's, uh, what is that, Star Wars Day, right? May the 4th be with you. Oh, so right, So it yeah. sticks out of my head. Awesome. <laughs> and what... Uh, what have you dabbled in in the last year? You've done quite a bit. Um, yeah, you know, obviously it started with the V Friends project, Gary gifting me a go. Um, and then from there, it just like really connected me to the community. And Gary would, you know, say like, put your name, your occupation, your age, your location. And I found out that there was a lot of people in the San Diego area. Right. And uh, I took action when I saw that. And, you know, I didn't know anything about Discord, went on YouTube and created a Discord for the San Diego VFriends community. Um, and then from there, I just started holding meetups. 
And uh, I've since changed the name to San Diego NFT Friends to be more inclusive. So you don't have to have a V Friends if you want to come and hang out. Um, but yeah, I've been doing that. And then I'm also the NFT project manager for a local restaurant called Chow Chow Piadina. And uh, what we did was we took Poops. Um, I don't know if Sal, if you want to. Uh, I think we talked. Yeah, we talked about it last week a little bit. Yeah, it's like a. Okay. It's it's a collectible that shows that you were either at a in real life or a virtual event. Right. It's an acronym stands for proof of attendance protocol. Um, and what we did is, if you come to the restaurant, spend a minimum of twenty dollars, uh, you'll get a POAP. And hey. if you collect six POAPs, we'll airdrop you an NFT from the official Chow Chow Piadina NFT collection, and that NFT gets you lifetime lifetime what discounts so 20% discount uh, free appetizers uh, desserts wine amazing place to I, go <laughs> I, I like food Matt so you said a couple of things there that I just want to point out is really powerful first we talk about community mm -hmm. um, I think a lot of people don't understand if you're not in the NFT space how massive and how important community is in the connections that we make not only virtually in the metaverse but then you're translating that into in-person real-life meetups which is absolutely amazing and I am getting FOMO right now because no. sales there Aww. live in person with you right now but that's okay we'll meet up yeah. very soon I, I have no doubts about that and then the second thing you just said is literally two things right you said the co-ops and then you said nfts and the utility behind the nft that you're doing with the restaurant about lifetime discounts free appetizers absolutely incredible and showcases the power of nfts yeah, absolutely. And, you know, I think you can really take this model and take it to many different businesses. So for anyone who's listening and then is trying to figure out how can you pivot your business or your company into the NFT space, I mean, you know, reach out to any of us. Uh, we have many ideas, but you can do it through Poops and NFTs. Master connector, <laughs> speaker at uh, San Diego NFT yeah. Con as well. Yes. We had the privilege of sharing a, a few moments on a panel last night together. So which fun. Was brilliant with our buddy Michael Trompetta of JDM Labs. You're just, you're all over the place, moving and shaking. Yeah, I don't know. I just have such. Um I feel like I'm a moth to a light where I'm just drawn immediately to the energy that's here, um, the brilliant minds and uh, just the innovation that's happening. Um, and that's why I've just been sticking around and I can't seem to leave and right. I don't want to leave. <laughs> yeah, we, we want you here too. Um, and then also consulting, right? So you're yes. working with other people and that's a big piece. So, you know, for those that maybe already kind of have an inkling of what's happening in Web3, and um, and maybe want to start your own NFT project. Valerie's one of the folks that I point to all the time to say, listen, if if you need somebody to not just pick their brain, but actually incubate a project, start to project manage it at a high level, no question, you're you're one of my 
top picks. So. Oh, thank you so much, yeah. Sal. Yeah, so what I do in my consultations, I really try um, to cater to the person and their project. So not every project will be the same. So I really try to meet their project's needs and wants. Um, but because I've been in this space and, you know, I hold these meetups and I'm going to these conferences, I've really built a network of all different people. So if you're looking for the artist for your project, I can hook you up and connect you with an artist. If you're looking for a developer, if you're looking for a marketer, if you're looking for a Discord manager, Discord security, I mean, there's a long list um, and I'll connect you to what you need. Amazing. Rachel. Hello. Hi, how are you? I am doing great. Rachel, I'd love to ask, and actually I want all of your opinions, but we know um, that this space has been dominated in a, in a big way by, by men. Um, and so I'd love to get your take on what is it like to be a woman in the Web3 space and what can you and all of us do to bring more women into the space and empower them to become creators of their own projects? So I kind of backed off from the space a little bit. Um, I, got, I got busy with real life stuff. I don't think I had specifically come across any roadblocks uh, because I was, because, well, because I am female. Um, but I, I would say that the first time I actually, I, it's actually this conference where I actually felt a little out of place, which is weird because going, starting my NFT journey in the VFriend space, it has been it, very inclusive, did not seem to make a difference that I was. Yeah, brand new or woman or any of that, um, but just feeling a little intimidated. There's a, a major booth here called um, Blue Chimps, and trying to have a discussion um, with them. Uh, had I not had another guy present with me, I feel like that discussion wouldn't have lasted as long. Just because I happen to be interpreted as, you know, possibly less knowledgeable or interested, uh, interested wow. in the field, um, so I had to piggyback off somebody else's conversation to feel heard. Wow. I'm interested too. So Esther, you know, similar question with just the one minute that we have left. Uh, what has your experience been from the last, because you've been in the space about the same amount of time, right? About a year or so ish. Yeah. So we pretty much all, VFriends was my very first NFT experience. So right. yeah, about a year almost. Um, and you're asking about just being a woman in, in Web3? Yeah, just kind of what was your experience, you know, over the last year? And then maybe we'll come back and we'll talk a little bit more about, like, the in real life. Like, uh, that was very interesting, Rachel, to hear your perspective. I didn't, mm -hmm. I didn't expect that. So, I, yeah, I'd be interested to dive a little bit deeper into that. So now we're, now we're down to, like, 20 seconds. So I don't, I don't want to cut you off either. Can you, can you, do you all mind hanging with us till the next segment? Absolutely. That would be amazing. Yeah, yeah. Would love to. Totally. And then we're going to check you in. You want to do a TB, TB Yeah, continued? to be continued. And then our buddy Evan Mann out in Miami still uh, at Bitcoin 2022. We're going to check in with him in just a minute as well. Don't go anywhere. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Real radio for the metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. This is Real Radio for the Metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Sal DeGuardia, Matt Mazzaferro, and Evan Mann 
Uh, all of us were in three different locations, which I guess you could say we are uh, like officially like a decentralized radio show. Is that fair? And joining us today are Absolutely. three of our really good friends, three women in Web3, um, Esther, Valerie, and Rachel. And we just left off right before the break. So I don't know if you want to pick up with this, Evan, but uh, Esther, if you would want to continue on with your thought uh, that we had to cut short there a little bit, but what has your experience been like in in Web3, you know, being a, a woman that is, you've carved out a niche for yourself with your own project. Uh, I'd love to dive into that a little bit too with you. Um, and just knowing that it's it's such a male-dominated space. So what has your experience been like and what, and, uh, you know, what can we do to... to help, I guess, either draw attention or correct it? Um, absolutely. I love that question. And much like uh, Rachel mentioned at first, I didn't get a whole lot of barriers per se. I, I think more of what happens is just not allowing the space for women to speak at all, right? So when we get opportunities on platforms like this to be able to speak and what our experience is, that really helps a lot already. I get a lot of the bros and People, yeah, yesterday I was sitting in a panel waiting for my discussion or my speech to come up and the guy sitting next to me kept explaining what NFTs were oh, no. and I didn't have the heart to tell him, like, I have my own I'm project since so last year. Wow. <laughs> so, you know, and the thing is, like, I don't want to be rude either. So I yeah. kind of just let them do their thing and then they feel silly when it's like, oh, our next speaker, Esther, is coming up. and you've been yeah. trying to mansplain yeah, NFTs man. too. So that's awesome. Awesome. Um, in terms of, like, how to help people i think putting your money where your mouth is is the best way to do it um i'm gonna give a quick shout out to a fellow v friend nick that we all know and love yeah um because he is he has always been my biggest supporter he has so many of my nfts and you know he keeps like rallying behind me and saying like i love your stuff i'm not even into witchcraft and magic but i love your project and i love you and that's why i keep buying and like that just makes my heart explode a little bit so um I, I i don't know i think that that's really important is supporting people if, if you believe in them and their vision and what they can create support them and that doesn't have to mean monetary right you don't yeah. have to buy their nfts uh but you can share their content share their handle talk about their project to other people that are new in the space and that will make all the difference for them in the long run absolutely yeah, and if you're a man and you don't know what to do, I will say, just talking to the guys, listening to understand is a great place to start. Knowing that your voice is not always needed and, and you can just take a turn to listen or, or yield your platform to amplify someone else's voice, that's free. It doesn't cost anything. Right. You can do it with a retweet. Um, very helpful to listen until we, we you know understand better and then connect. Yeah, and I'll, I'll just add, I, I think... You said two things, Esther, that really resonated with me. First is support. I, I think that's such a positive thing that anybody in the space can do, whether you're a man or a woman, um, uh, you know, whatever it might be. Support is absolutely critical. If you find projects or friends that you can go out there and help amplify their voices, please do so. But one of the things, Esther, that I, I do want to touch on very briefly is you, you mentioned that you know this, this gentleman sitting next to you was explaining what an NFT was and you didn't want to correct him because you felt bad or you, you didn't want to be rude. I, I would say, from my perspective, I think we need that conversation. We need to have you say, hey, by the way, like, yeah. here's who I am. Not in a rude way, right. but just in an, in an empowering way to say, I'm in this space. 
just because I'm a woman doesn't mean I don't know what I'm talking about. Right. Um, and it's really important for those individuals that are making those assumptions and those leaps to understand that um, and for it to come directly from you. So I, I, I'm not pointing fingers. I'm not saying you did anything wrong, but I'd love for you to, to amplify your voice in the future if somebody does do that to you, because I think it's so important for us to have that education and knowledge and correction in this space. Absolutely. And I, I received that, Matt. So thank you. I would say let's acknowledge, too, though, that, like, guys, we definitely can do our part. If 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 someone 100%. doesn't have the courage to speak up, no, no shame and more power to you to lean over and say, hey, brother, like, bro, in love. That's not how to move. Yeah. If you want to throw out, you know, hey, bro, <laughs> that's got to that let your boys the, know that would be the time to do it. <laughs> yeah, that would be the. I, that seems appropriate. Yeah. Bro, dude, <laughs> absolutely into your dms and show you my project yeah exactly <laughs> so speaking of uh rachel do you want to give us uh the quick rundown on what's your project uh what you've been working on as you've you know kind of kept your head down and uh just been you know working away uh, so i started my project not too long after i joined v friends and did some research um, I really took to heart the 50 hours of research that Gary keeps talking about. And so I started my own project with spreadsheets and I, I combed through my entire web history and pulled out all the links of what I had done, where, where I had gone to read and watch videos and all of that information. And I started parsing it out and into 10 hour chunks. So I had an approximate read, you know, words per minute that people read and how long it would take someone to read a particular article, as well as how long um, some of these videos were. And so I have three of the five uh, sets of hours already up on OpenSea right now. Very cool. So a little bit of education, a little bit of practice for myself in creating a collection. Um, not minting from a contract, you know, they're all lazy minting, but um, they're up there. Very cool. So does everybody have projects or has led projects or like you've all at some point, right? Yeah, yeah. been a part of projects. Except for Evan. <laughs> everybody except for Evan. I've got a project, bro. <laughs> uh, very cool. So we've got uh, about a minute left uh, and I don't want to cut everybody short again, but I do want to very quickly, I want to just kind of go around and um, just overall thoughts about Web3. Like where do you really see you know, Web3 and you making a dent in the universe. Esther, we'll start with you. Uh, so I'll keep it short, but um, I had the opportunity to do, to, to do a speaking engagement on bringing mindfulness and meditation to Web3, yes. which I think went really well. Stellar. And it helped me realize that that really is my niche. Um, and we'll get more into it later about, you know, I'm the esoteric, eclectic friend right? Um, with the blue hair and all the crystals and stuff. So I like manifesting and I like being mindful. And uh, I really want to focus on bringing that coaching into the Web3 space and just bring a little magic to everybody's day. So that's kind of where I see myself going. Very cool. Valerie, what about you? Where do you see yourself in Web3 and what's in the future? Yeah, I mean, just like what Esther said, she really found her niche, right? And so I have found mine too. You know, I was a volleyball player for the past 14 years. And a lot of those skills actually transferred into the Web3 space because I learned how to speak to different types of people with different personalities. And I think that's my strength is knowing how to communicate with people and, you know, connect with them. And that's why I'm so good at building communities. <laughs> you are master connector. 
Rachel, what about you? What do you see uh, for yourself in the future of Web3? So in the past few months, one of the things I have done is gotten a real, what I feel like is an adult job um, <laughs> full time, um, but it's a big company. And one of the things I want to do is bring NFTs and interoperability um, through my position uh, and work my way around and make that happen and bring it into the you know, general population. Wow. So good. Ladies, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been already just a great conversation. I hope we get to do it again really soon. Oh, me too. Yeah, so this is not the last time we're going to talk. So, uh, yeah, we'll do it again uh, real soon. But we're going to come back in just a minute. By the way, Macy Gray taking the stage here at San Diego NFT Con any moment. Uh, so I think everybody's getting ready for that. And we'll uh, be right back in a few minutes. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Crypto Radio Network. Your source at the intersection of culture and technology with your host, Sal DeGuardia. This, this is the Crypto Radio Network. This is the Crypto Radio Network, and I am Sal DeGuardia. Hey, what do you know about that? <laughs> that is that is a factual statement. You, you are Sal DeGuardia. He's Matt Mazzaferro, and I, who am I again? You're Evan Mann. I hope so, man. That's all I know how to be, brother. That's all you should be. Listen, my friends, this has been an amazing weekend. Macy Gray, she's not going to stop by the show, I don't think. I, I think we confirmed that, but she's actually performing here at San Diego NFT Con, so we'll, we'll give you updates as we go along. Coming up, uh, we're going to check in with a few of our friends here at San Diego NFT Con, some of the folks that we would love for you to know a little bit more about. Matt, you're back home. You're just kind of milling around in the metaverse, right? I am, and uh, you're giving me a little bit of FOMO, right? saying Macy Gray performed and then sort of dropped the mic and walked out, but uh, I can listen to her in the metaverse. You can. And uh, Evan Mann, you're busy out at Bitcoin 2022. This is the biggest cryptocurrency conference on the planet, right? I don't know if it's the biggest cryptocurrency conference, but it's absolutely the biggest Bitcoin conference. It's the first Bitcoin conference to have a music festival, the Sound Money Fest. And there were thousands of people there. At it least 10,000, right, was the number? I am sure it was close to it. That's it what I heard. That's the rumor. Just, I'd never seen any, any, I personally not seen a conference of that magnitude. And I've yeah. been to, you know, enough <laughs> to feel like I've seen it. Had right. not been to that conference before. Um, so we're covering some good ground, man. Between all three of us, we're, we're really doing it. You know that I'm really interested because I mean we could talk, we could go down the rabbit hole in NFTs because that's where I'm at. Is in the middle of you know all this action around NFTs, different projects, the blue chimps and others that are here, right? Uh, women in Web three, some really powerful uh, women that we've heard from, and we're going to bring back here in a few minutes. But I did want to ask Evan if you could, you know help us dip our toes into cryptocurrency a little bit deeper. What are you seeing in Miami at Bitcoin 22 at the, at the big conference out there? What I'm seeing in Miami is that our culture is having an interesting moment of definition. It's defining itself. This is, this is not just a passing fad. This really is a movement and I would say a revolution. In Wynwood specifically, there were 
seven conferences in the last two weeks, and they weren't just one thing. We had NFT week, we've had the Bitcoin conference, we've had what they call the shh coin conference. They've had a, a right. conference of altcoins. They've had the, the Solana conference, the Monero conference. They've had all kinds of stuff here. And and beyond these conferences, people in neighborhoods are talking about NFTs. People are working in crypto here. NFTs are graffitied on the walls and on the sidewalk. Winwood really is, I feel, the epicenter at this time, or at least one epicenter of the crypto culture that is emerging in the world. Community. Wait, so Evan... I'm, I'm a little confused. So yeah. when I think about Bitcoin, yeah. I think about digital currency. Right. How can digital currency spawn all of these conferences and all of these people that want to gather in one place to talk about digital currency? I've got, I've got two thoughts on that, Matt. The first thought is that digital currency that is decentralized where individuals are encouraged to transact directly with each other and an internet culture where people across the world can connect in a chat room around a topic that interests them. The confluence of those things has created a sort of perfect storm where people who see Bitcoin or cryptocurrency as something that interests them for its potential to give them ownership, say, a place in the world, a seat at the table, they're coming together with other people. Uh, many people who have felt disenfranchised by the traditional financial system to build this new sort of community where people come from all over the place, different cultures, different ages, to create something new together. And I think that's why folks are so excited. Real quick 30-second story that illustrates it. I was at the Supercar Museum here for an NFT party these incredibly precious fancy automobiles and the people who were there were not like wall street money types there were a few wall street money types in their black suits but they almost looked a little uncomfortable because they're hearing about the lambos and they're seeing all the money but everybody looks kind of like a misfit like me the people who seem so successful are they can't put a pin on it they don't fit in any kind of box and they all get along with each other and just connect and care in this really incredible inclusive way I'm very excited about it, and I would love to hear more of both of your experiences because I know you found wonderful senses of community in this space, right? I would love to hear yours, Matt, if you want to um, kick us off with what is what is your experience around community been? Where have you seen some projects in the NFT space or even in cryptocurrency? And what is the impact that you've seen uh, as a result? Yeah, so for me, I mean, I think... You know, we talked about Web3. What is Web3? And I know we talked about it from an artist, a creator standpoint. Um, but one of the things that I was thinking about was, what if you're not an artist? What if you're not a creator? Why would you want to come into the Web3 space? Sure. And for me, community is one massive reason why you want to come in. Um, and I'll just talk to it from my personal experience. So during the pandemic, I think all of us, we all experienced a sense of isolation. We were all sort of social distancing. A lot of us were not traveling. A lot of us were not even going into work. We're all working remotely. And, um, you know, you lost that connection with people. Um, at least I know I did. And one of the things that I found when I found Web3 and I found NFTs was I found that sense of community. Now, what do I mean? I mean, all of the other people that were gathered around, rallying around, whether it was a cryptocurrency, whether it's Bitcoin or Ethereum or anything else or an NFT project, they're all there looking for those connections. And it really started with, let's talk about the project. Let's talk about the coin. And then it really went to, well, wait a minute, who are you? 
What do you do in your professional life? What do you do in your personal life? Let's, let's be friends. Let's get to know each other. Can we collaborate on a project? Can we do this? Can we... For me, that is the true power of Web 3.0. I've forged relationships that I never even knew would exist in my life. And this radio show is one perfect example of that. Just less than a year ago, none of us knew each other. Right. We didn't know any of us existed. And here we are doing a radio show in Web3 on the metaverse, on cryptocurrency. To me, that's the power. We'll talk a lot more about community. I'll talk a lot more about some of the projects I'm involved sure. with and why community is so important to me. But for me, it really is those connections that we're forging in a way that we never would have been able to without Web 3.0. And the next part of that is blending the digital, the virtual. That's where we all created these relationships within real life physical um, opportunities to meet people. And that's where I want to get sales perspective because you're doing that in San Diego right now, connecting with people that you've only talked to virtually. It's It's been a really amazing experience matt i i actually reached out to the organizers of this event brad and allison who are absolutely two of the sweetest people on the planet and totally selfless completely giving they bootstrapped this entire event out of their own pockets they're not investors there's a lot of the bigger conference that uh conferences that have some pretty serious financial backing these two individuals, these amazing human beings, have tried to figure this out on their own on a shoestring budget. And I just saw a need for some people to jump in and offer a helping hand. And that, that I think, is the epitome of what um, not only my experience has been since I got into the Web3 space in different NFT projects and uh, just, you know, meeting different people at conferences. Uh, it is. It's about that offering that hand and that um, that that help up and to help educate and edify each other and um, yeah to just grow together in, in a space with no judgment really no fear um, although there's you know there's caution so we don't throw caution to the wind but uh, that's the other piece is that a lot of the folks that I've come in contact with in the last year are so deeply caring and want to make sure that we're all safe in this space as we travel this journey together and have done a fantastic job of just helping, again, to help educate each other on here's what to kind of look out for, here's what to be careful of, what are the easiest ones that we could give you right off the bat, by the way, is if you're getting direct messages, and I don't care what it is, if it's in Instagram, Twitter, Clubhouse, Discord, uh, doesn't matter. Uh, most likely, unless it's somebody you actually, actually, actually know, uh, it, if it sounds too good to be true, it probably is. And I don't respond to any DMs from anybody on a regular basis, if ever. Uh, and I certainly don't click on links that are sent to me in, um, in direct messages. But again, that's just, it's one of the many things that I've learned as a result of these communities that really do help to support each other and keep each other safe. Yeah, I think one of the things I see is that people want to do that because we all are learning a lot of this stuff. It's unprecedented. It's new. We're all kind of learning it together. Even really experienced folks, we, we, we gaff sometimes. We screw it up. And when we learn from that, we share it. And I think um, the, the major thing that, that you said, Sal, is we all support one another. 
And that's what truly makes community. You can sit there and have interactions with other people, but without that support, without that genuineness, that authenticity where you care about each other, it's not community. We're going to talk more to the women of Web3. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Your voice in the metaverse, the Crypto Radio Network. Your voice in the metaverse, the Crypto Radio Network. Welcome back. It's the Crypto Radio Network. I'm Sal DiGuardia. I'm Evan Mann. And I'm Matt Maz. So glad you guys didn't switch up your names on me. Thank you for that, because I I just, you know, it's coming. I know it's coming. One of these days, yeah, we're you're gonna hear all kinds of different different voices, yeah, keeping us on our toes. Uh, We are three. I know, right? It's cool stuff. This is uh, this is a really cool weekend for us because we board apes to Bitcoin. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Because last week we were live in Miami for Miami NFT Con. That was amazing. Or Miami NFT Week, sorry. So good to be in the same place together. And I just stayed there. You you guys left and I just I just stayed. It's like I live in Miami now almost. Well, I tried to leave. I eventually I did. <laughs> yeah, you did try to leave, but you <laughs> had some try. struggles. Oh, oh, you guys didn't see that behind the scenes. Oh my we, gosh. We almost had to keep him. Everybody had travel issues last week, but uh, but then you know this week now I'm in San Diego for San Diego NFT Con. Matt, you're back home, right? I am. And Evan, floating around in the metaverse, you're still floating around in Miami like a rock star. Man, I just like I said, I just didn't want to leave. I got here, you know. Everybody's here. The the yacht goers, the uh, beach bums. The blockchain beauties. I don't know. Everybody here. The it's the crypto beauties. capital. Is that a group? Is that a thing? I, if it's not, we should we should Manage copyright it and do the NFT collection. Tomorrow. Please trade, trademark that <laughs> like tomorrow. Sounds like a JPEG on a stick to me. <laughs> and so uh, we started the hour off, by the way, with just kind of explaining a little bit about who we are, why we're here, why we're talking about Web3, making the comparisons between Web1, which was like, you remember the Ask Jeeves days? And uh, oh, you would get right Netscape. Remember that? Uh, some folks are oh, not going to cool. know what the heck we're talking about. But uh, AOL CDs would come in the mail, and you'd keep changing them out like every couple months because you wanted to keep using uh, free trial. So you came up with like ten different usernames for AOL. Couldn't, couldn't remember which. <laughs> and of one course, you- the, <laughs> the the dial up right when somebody picked up the phone, it disconnected you from the internet, and you had to redial back in again. Oh. The original rug pull. Drove me crazy. Yeah. Today, though, Web3 technology has just exploded. There's a lot of opportunity, as we've discussed in the beginning of the hour. What I'd really like to hear, Matt, is your perspective. If you want to take us through here as we go through the last five minutes of this hour, um, give us a little bit of an inkling. What do you think the future of Web3 is? Like, what are we really going to see this technology do? What are we starting to see it do maybe that's surprised you? Yeah, I think um, a couple of things. Um, but I could take the next 40 minutes to talk about this, but I'll, I'll try and keep it very short in terms of, 
we talked about it being opportunity. One of the biggest opportunities right now is sort of taking back the power, uh, especially when you look at artists, you look at creators, whether they are, you know, regular art you would think of that you paint on a canvas or it's music, it's poems, it's books, it's novels, it's movies, whatever it might be. If you're a creator and you're creating something, it puts the power back in your hands. So up until now, when you think about a creator, if I go and I create art, I then have to take it to a gallery if I want any eyes on it to have somebody go and purchase it. And that gallery is going to take a portion of whatever my sale price is. Um, depending on the gallery, the more prominent, the probably the higher percentage they're going to take. When the Web 3.0 space, I can create my art. I maintain the ownership of it. I put it up for sale. I list it on the blockchain. Somebody else purchases it. All of that money goes to me. I don't have to split it with anybody else. And at the same time, I can actually build in a royalty into the smart contract. We'll talk about smart contracts, but I can actually build a royalty so that every time that piece of art is resold, the percentage of royalty, whatever it is I set it at, comes back to me. Um, nice. And so for me, it really is about owning what you create 100% instead of having to split off and fractionalize that ownership across other we'll call it other people, other entities. You own it, you sell it, and you get royalties in the future. Imagine painting something and every time it was sold, you don't get anything after that. You get the initial sale price and that's it. With this technology, you continue to get royalties day after day every time it's sold. Evan, what do you think? Sorry, I was uh, talking to a fellow over here moving a table. Um, it might be it might be a little noisy for a second, but I'll tell you what I think. Uh, if you want to give me fifteen seconds, can you buffer for me? Sure. Let's go back to sell. Did that help answer your question? One hundred percent, Matt. That was, I, I think, a brilliant explanation, and I, I really love your perspective again, too, and just what you see the potential for the technology to be able to do. Um, I really think uh, we're early. Like, not only are we early, and you're going to hear us say this a lot probably over the next few weeks and months and maybe even the next year as we're going through this conversation with you. But I really think there is, uh, if you've already heard about cryptocurrency and NFTs, the metaverse, I think there's a whole other evolution. There's like a whole nother layer to this onion that when it gets peeled back... I think is really going to be even more explosive. I think there's a tsunami coming uh, with what this technology can do, and we don't even have an idea of what it is yet. I've got a thought on it. Um, at one of the talks that we were able to see, this was at NFT Week Miami, I've seen William Quigley talk twice. He's a co-founder of Wax.io, used to work in titles and licensing at Disney. In your explanation, Matt, you did so beautifully, but something I can hear people saying, because I used to say it too, is, okay, that's what Web3 is, but like, how, why, what is that doing that's going to change anything that we're doing now? Um, why is it good? Why is it ownership? Um, and William Quigley says it well. He talks about the, the directness. We see it first with Bitcoin. The directness of cryptocurrency, of NFTs, that I can send one to you pretty much instantly, that you can be certain it is what it purports to be, and that it can cost me very little, if any, money without requiring a third party, without requiring that we trust each other, that has never been done before in the history of money or ownership. It's revolutionary. Um, so when people ask, why is Web3? That's why the blockchain is so unique, why it's so important. And William Quigley thinks the next revolution, Web4, will be hardware. 
the glass the glasses mm. etc you use to access it yep. right now you got your phone it's clunky it's not even attached to your body but one day the hardware we use to access the software we're building out will be seamless that's the next step i think and i think it's really important to point out that the ownership part of it, the empowerment part of it, is only one small aspect of Web3. There are so many more things that we can talk about beyond that, and we'll definitely unpack a lot of that. Yeah, I'm excited to hear more about what you guys think. It's been a great show so far. I just yes. can't believe it. We're so lucky to get to do this and uh, come back and do some more. Some of you missed it. We talked about it a little bit earlier, but Macy Gray was here at San Diego NFT Con, where I'm at. And uh, just did a killer performance, and then she ran out the door. She had to get back on the plane and go home. But uh, it was really, really cool. Coming up, uh, we're going to check in with a few of our friends here at San Diego NFT Con, some of the folks that we would love for you to know a little bit more about. Plus, one of the panel discussions that just happened here earlier today was hosted by a really good friend of ours, uh, M., and uh, and one of our other good friends, Mikey, was a part of that panel. We're going to talk more to the women of Web3 coming up next. This is the Crypto Radio Network. From board apes to Bitcoin, this is the Crypto Radio Network. Crypto Radio Network. I'm Sal DeGuardia. Hey, I'm Evan Mann. And I'm Matt Maz. And we are, we are all over the place. I'm in San Diego. Matt's back home. Yeah, I'm over here in Miami. Fantastic. I'm roaming around in the metaverse somewhere. Oh, sorry. You are in the metaverse. Speaking I'm of. I'm in the metaverse. Oh, my the goodness, metaverse. Matt. I don't know. I Maybe you knew what we were going to talk about this segment. I don't know. But uh, one of the panel discussions that just happened here earlier today was hosted by a really good friend of ours, uh, M. And uh, and one of our other good friends, Mikey, was a part of that panel. We actually have them with us now, and we're going to talk a little bit about what was the discussion around. So, M, let's start with you. I, would you please introduce yourself? Uh, maybe give us your Twitter handle, and then we'll we'll ask Mikey for you to introduce yourself. And I would love to hear about how that panel went. Cool. Hi, uh, my name is Emily, and my Twitter handle is Japanese NFT Girl. It's easy to remember. I'm originally from Japan and been this NFT journey since uh, 2021 May. And I met Sal, I met Mikey uh, in V Friends, you know, from Gary V, which I really, really appreciate and grateful. And like we had a panel with Mikey yesterday about metaverse, and like I been I had um, I was a moderator and asking questions to awesome. it. Awesome. Congratulations, by the way. Yes, I did it. I was so nervous, but I did it. <laughs> you were fantastic. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I, and, yeah. Like Mike, oh, should I introduce yeah. myself? Our now? friend Mikey, would you please introduce yourself? Yes. Uh, what's your handle? What do, what are you doing here? What do, what, do you, what do you do for a living? Hey, what's up, everyone? My name is Mikey Trompetta. Uh, my Twitter handle is M-I-K-E-E-J-T on Twitter. Um, the founder of JDM Labs, and we are a smart contract Web3 development company. Outstanding. So this panel that you were discussing, as Matt indicated, uh, was about 
the metaverse. That's correct. Yep. And now we know, maybe we don't know. We're going to share a little bit here. I, this is my personal take. There's not necessarily one like metaverse where everything happens, but there is the uh, the the different flavors of metaverse spaces that are starting to pop up. Some of them sandbox, decentralized, whatever you want. But mm-hmm. M, do you want to start us off on how did that conversation go? Like, what was kind of the jump off point for the conversation? I for me, like you know, I I think I started like same as you, Sal. You know, because. Metaverse is like everyone knows about the term metaverse, but they don't really know, you know, which metaverse should we get in or which one is good, you know, because there are a bunch of different platforms right now. So I asked this question, you know, what do you define? What is metaverse? You know, it's a general question, but it's, which is really important. And like, um, and also like another question I dropped in, and then they really liked it. It was um, like. Board ape things, you know. Board ape is board ape gonna be dominating the metaverse world, or like is is it important for Facebook, like those big company, get into metaverse or something like that? So I think Mikey can explain really well, and it went well. Or Sal, you know. What do you think, Mikey? What's what's the reality of all these different metaverse spaces that are popping up, and who's is there gonna be a clear cut winner, or will there be maybe a, a group of clear cut winners based on? How they execute? I think there will be dominating metaverse, and again, just like Facebook, who bought out Instagram. Um, I'm not saying Meta is going to have the dominating uh, metaverse, but I mean it really is about where the people are going to be at. Uh, right now, there's a there is no clear-cut winner. There's Decentraland, there's Sandbox, there's CryptoVoxels, there's the OG Somnium space, um, and then now you're going to have a big behemoth come in with Yuga Labs and the other side, aka the Board Ape Metaverse, which includes World of Women, Cool Cats, uh, of course, Board Apes, um, I think the Gutter Gang as well. Um, they have a teaser video on their uh, account, but. I don't know if I should go who I think is going to be the clear-cut winner because that's, you know, we kind of talked about this. I don't know, maybe want to call one, but what, what types of companies, maybe what types of projects are going to win in the end? So if you And get, remember, Mikey, this is recorded, so if you say you're going to have the winner, we're going to go right. back to it and reference 100%. it. 100%. Well, I, I will say this. Uh, if Disney ever gets into the metaverse, say, for example, there's a Disneyverse, they own the best IP in the world. So imagine... You can have Disney characters, Star Wars characters, and Marvel characters interact in the metaverse, and you could buy them as an NFT and have them represent you as an avatar. Imagine you can buy Captain America's shield as an NFT, and that's your, that's your weapon or you know, part of your swag or gear. Like, I think that, that would be great. Mikey, I think um, what's interesting is you, you said if. I don't think it's an if. I think it's a when. Mm. We've actually seen Disney um, file for some trademarks and patents on some technology where it's going to be AR in their parks. I think that's the first foray mm. into what they're calling the metaverse. Wow. So imagine going in and wearing you know glasses or whatever, and only you, because you bought a certain package, gets to see sort of augmented reality maybe it's a character that pops up and you can go interact with that character and only you can do it because you bought a certain package but i i think very very soon they're going to start to make bigger steps into the metaverse and eventually they will release their own metaverse in my opinion if it's okay i'd like to even take another step back because i do think people will be asking wait what is the metaverse and at a very high level i think it's the metaverse 
Meta means space between. It is the space between people, the space between thoughts. It is something that neither of us owns and that we must navigate together. So the metaverse will be a place where you will be able to experience things that are beyond your immediate physical location. You will be able to smell things that aren't there, see things that aren't there, hear things that aren't there, and experience things that it would be impossible to experience in your body, like flight. Are you or are you like saying that smell of vision is not going to be a thing? Of course, smell of vision. I'm saying what I'm saying is just that where we are going with our cell phones is the ability to see things, for example, that aren't there. But one day in the metaverse, where that extrasensory seeing, that meta seeing happens, mm. one day we were talking before you got in about how it won't just be a headset; it'll be a chip in your brain. And it will be seamless as if it is your own reality. So, so I personally see that being a long way off. We don't have the capacity to map the brain and transmit that kind of sensory information. But once we do, I think the companies that figure that out, that, that's where we're really going with the metaverse. Once we can enable the hardware that gives us that experience, we won't read food reviews, we'll taste them, you know? That's why I get excited about the metaverse in the future. And I get so bummed out, frankly, on the metaverse now. I just I just can't get as excited because I think it's so cool where it's going, you know? Yeah, I, I get really excited because me personally, I my Twitter name is just a Japanese girl. And I see myself just normal, like ordinary Japanese female who just immigrant in United States, United States and me like I forgot to um, introduce myself but like you I've did. been helping Japanese <laughs> <laughs> I've been helping Japanese international students you know come into the States and helping you know um, like emotional support physical support school housing a lot of stuff uh, but like metaverse is you know what fascinates fascinates me is because me I totally feel I totally understand how like people are, you know, how hard, how difficult people are coming to different country and different language, but the different race, nationalities and different cultures, but metaverse, that the uh, vision is like, you know, like. Oh, for Evan. Evan, yeah. like Evan said, you know, there are some different place that we can be, you know, interacting each other, you know, without border, without having difficulties, you know. That fascinate, fascinate, that fascinates me a lot, you know. So yeah, like it's it's really really <clears throat> exciting. I think we talk about what is Web three. We ask what is Web three, and I think every problem is a communication problem. I have yeah. thoughts here and feelings here, and I got to get them in there or share your feelings without losing them in the static. The metaverse will help us to do that more efficiently. Tokens will help us to do that more efficiently. Yeah, so uh, what I find very interesting about the metaverse is that it's if we implant those chips in our heads, if we can smell, feel, see, hear in the metaverse, what reason is there for us to get uh, go outside of our house? And that's the question I pose to you guys. <laughs> that's one I, question. I think it's I really interesting, Mikey. So no, go ahead, go ahead. Sorry. I, I think it's really interesting. You know, one of the things you said, I always go back to Ready Player One. If anyone has seen that movie, oh, yeah. Ready Player One is a decent example of what a metaverse could be. But I think what, what you do lack is that physical interaction with people. 
So it's great to be in the metaverse and see each other's avatars and have conversations, but you don't get that actual like physical interaction with somebody where you can see them, you can see their bodily reactions, you can see their facial reactions. And to me, I think a big piece of us coming together in relationships is that physical interaction. We can do it in the metaverse, but you can't really replace that physical in real life interaction. You guys are experiencing that right now in San Diego. Mikey, um, thank you so much for joining us this afternoon. This was an amazing conversation. Thank you. Thank you for having us. We're uh, we're about ready to close this hour out, and so we're going to give you our final thoughts about the week. This is Real Radio for the Metaverse. This is Crypto Radio Network. Real Radio for the Metaverse. This is the Crypto Radio Network. Your voice in the metaverse, this is the Crypto Radio Network. My name is Sal DeGuardia. Hey, and I'm Evan Mann. And I'm Matt Mazzaferro. We are getting ready to wrap it up here at SD NFT Con San Diego. Uh, Evan's getting ready to wrap it up in Miami at Bitcoin 2022. Matt Mazzaferro, Matt Maz, getting ready to wrap it up somewhere in the metaverse where he's wandering around. But before we do, we wanted to bring in a couple more of the amazing powerhouse women of web three wonderful women of web three some of our friends creatress and lauren turton welcome to the big show thank you so much for having us i'm so excited to connect with you all and your audience let's drop some golden nuggets let's do it yes thank you so much for having us thank you creatress last night i had the uh finally after a year (laughs) the distinct honor and privilege of watching you perform art in VR, uh, and I don't know that's exactly how you explain it, so if you can help our audience with kind of paint the picture, paint the picture uh, of... I see what your, you did there. Right? Of your performance last night at the Hard Rock Hotel in San Diego. It was absolutely breathtaking. Oh, yeah, I'm thank excited. You, thank you. Yeah, I, I call it VR performance. It's a, a form of improv where I create art using my Oculus, and I go into my virtual studio. I create a 3D sculpture in real time, and I use a projector to show the audience my view in real time so they can simultaneously see exactly what's happening. Like as you, so whatever you're wow. seeing in the goggles is actually on the television. Yeah. It's so cool. What did you create last night? Oh, I made a, well, I made an abstract sculpture um, and I actually brought it into augmented reality. So I've taken, a, actually I took a photo of Lauren earlier within the, the augmented reality sculpture. So kind of a mixed reality photo. So So I've got to ask, do you turn that artwork into NFTs? Oh, yeah. Yeah. These are uh, 3D objects, uh, GLB files. So you can actually turn them around, zoom in on it and uh, look at it from every angle as, you know, on the on the platforms. Yeah. So if I was in the audience watching you create that that 3D sculpture, then the very next day I could purchase it. Yeah, uh, the two actually created one today during the conference, and I made one last night. So they're both going to be minted tonight before the uh, the after party. So, creators, you weren't here for the last segment, but I wanted to tell you, we were talking about how we're a little scared that some of this virtual experience is going to keep us from leaving our bedrooms. But what I'm thinking after what you said is that maybe if my bedroom is a little drab, 
I can incorporate some digital flair. It sounds like somebody might be able to project a sculpture that you create or that they create potentially into their own room to draw them deeper into an enjoyable sense of their own reality. Am oh, I yeah. crazy? No, you're right. And I like that idea. All you need is a projector. And, you know, if you are one of my collectors, you get, you know, um, still images of the art. You get a moving video of the art. You get the actual sculpture. So you could project it in your room 100% anytime you want it. Yeah. So cool. Creatrice, do me a favor. Tell us how do we find you? How do we find your work? Oh, yes. I'm Creatrice Art on Twitter, Instagram. It's uh, C-R-E-A-T-R-E-S-S, Creatrice Art. And all my links are there. You can find all my NFTs on my link tree. You can find videos of my performance, uh, my press kit if you're planning an event. Yeah, everything's there. should definitely uh, consider bringing Creatrice out for your next event, uh, regardless of whether or not you're dabbling in Web3. Like, it's just really, really cool. Lauren Turton. Hello, hello. Hi, how are you? I'm doing wonderful. I'm on a two and a half week four NFT event conference bender right now. Crazy, and I'm right? Crazy. But you know, now is the time. This is the year to be in the space at the forefront, at the beginning, before mass adoption happens so that you can really get in here, connect with others, learn and implement what it is that you have learned so that you can create new opportunities and revenue streams in your life. Love it. Tell us a little bit about one of the revenue streams that I was so excited. This has been my week of first, like things that I've really wanted to do for months now and got to do it. So I got creators to see you perform last night. And Lauren, the other night you threw a, a really nice kickoff dinner at your restaurant. Chow Chow. Uh, tell us a little bit about that experience and how this all started with the restaurant and NFTs. So I'm co-owner of Chow Chow Piadina. We're located in La Jolla, which is a neighborhood in San Diego, California. We were supposed to open before the pandemic hit. The pandemic hit. That delayed everything. We are very proud that we celebrated our one-year anniversary this last Thursday. I found out about NFTs in June of last year. And when I first entered the space, I was very excited to have a platform and an audience that appreciated art. I've been a self-portrait photographer for over 10 years. I take photos of myself in a rabbit mask. That's how I entered the space. And then I soon realized, wow, I could use this technology in a unique way to create a customer loyalty program that would bring people into my restaurant so that we would generate in real life sales. So in September of last year, I hired Valerie VDizzle777 to be the project manager to help me bring this vision to life. And what we created is a five-tiered customer loyalty program using POOPs and NFTs. Every time you come in and spend over $20, you get a POOP. Every six time you come in, you get an NFT that includes utility like a free appetizer on your next visit. The first 20 people to go through all five tiers of this for the rest of their life will receive 20% off their bill, monthly AMAs with me, a bottle Prosecco during their birthday birthday month and then a party for them plus one wow wow insane oh my gosh incredible and this this is a real actual restaurant this is not a restaurant in the metaverse like real it exists that food is yummy too the food food is is really yummy i went i went and tried it it's really good oh my gosh it was so good and i listen i'm a harsh critic i I grew up in an italian deli my dad owned a five-star five diamond restaurant uh later on when i was a young man and it it was stellar. It was absolutely stellar. Thank Lauren. you. I appreciate really well it. Really well done. And- 
I love sharing this story because I came into the NFT space and I was really intimidated. At one point, things got pretty dark for me because I thought I had to become a coder or a developer, right. something that I have no interest or skill sets in. And something that I realized early on in the space is that we need to partner with others that have skill sets that we don't have. And the project that I just shared with you for Chow Chow Piadina is truly a testament to that. I partnered with someone that has a skill set that I don't have, and we were able to create something not only historical, but that has impact for other restaurants in the future. Matt, last question before we wrap it up today. Yeah, well, actually, I just want to circle back to what we talked about before. Why would someone want to get into the Web3 space? This is a real-life application that answers that question. 100%. If I want to go to your restaurant, and all of a sudden, I'm going there anyways, I'm buying the food, and now you're telling me I can actually get POAPs and NFTs and get discounts for the rest of my life? I mean, that to me is the power of Web3 and NFTs. Where do we also find you, Miss Lauren Turton? On Twitter, at Lauren Turton underscore, L-A-U-R-E-N-T-U-R-T-O-N underscore. Outstanding. Creatress Lauren Turton, thank you so much for joining us. Yes, thank you. Helping us close out our weekend at San Diego NFTCon at Bitcoin 2022. Matt and Evan. Pleasure is always, always a pleasure. Brother. We'll see you next week. Sounds good. This is the Crypto Radio Network. <laughs>